For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jesus Stories podcast. This is episode 15, where we're telling the stories of Jesus in an informal, informative and interesting way. I'm George Taylor, your storyteller. These stories are brought to you by narrationbygeorge.com. It's a great source for interesting audiobooks of many different types. Supporting narrationbygeorge.com helps to keep this podcast going. Listen a little later on for the featured book of the week. Let me pose a question to you. Would you like to be a sponsor or supporter of this podcast? If so, I invite you to send me an email to narrationbygeorge at outlook.com. That's narrationbygeorge at outlook.com. Or use the contact button on the Jesus Stories website. That site is jesusstories.info. If you're new to this podcast, I invite you to go all the way back to the beginning and listen to our previous episodes. We're telling the story of Jesus in a chronological order, or as best as can be determined to be a chronological order. So what happens before today is important for understanding the events which we will describe in today's Jesus Story episode. We've been talking about the teaching Jesus gave in the Sermon on the Mount. And if you're jumping into this podcast with this episode, the Sermon on the Mount teaching began back with Jesus' story number 12, A New Way of Thinking. You might want to go back and catch up by listening to that episode and the two that follow before listening to this one. Jesus' teaching has focused on the hearts of his listeners— those are the Jews who were hearing him during the first century, as well as you and me today. He wants us to ensure that our hearts are the same as our actions. He compared six commands from the law with the expected condition of the heart, and he taught us how we should worship our Father, Jehovah God. Now, Jesus moves to an area of teaching that really gets into our pocketbooks and our possessions. So let's hear what he has to say. Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Jesus says, don't collect treasure on earth, but do collect treasures in heaven. 
And note that the contrast here is for treasures which are permanent versus treasures which are temporary. The temporary treasures are here on earth and subject to destruction or robbery. Such is not the case for treasures in heaven. So how do we store treasures in heaven? Again, this is a heart issue. There's nothing wrong with having earthly treasures. The question becomes, how are these treasures being used in the service and to the glory of Jehovah? In other words, are these treasures accumulated only for our enjoyment, or can they help enlarge the kingdom of God? The answer to this question tells us where the desires of our hearts lie. Our treasures in heaven also accumulate as the reward for good works we do in the name of our Father. Jesus makes another comparison to drive home his point. He likens our attitudes to our eyes. In Jewish thought, the eye represented the attitudes of the mind. So Jesus says that if our eyes are healthy, our minds are focused on Jehovah God and serving him, then our whole body will be healthy. Your whole body is filled with light, he says. Then it follows that if our eyes are unhealthy, our minds are not focused on Jehovah God and serving him, then our bodies are filled with darkness. We may think the darkness is actually light, but then, quote, how deep that darkness is, unquote. Then Jesus makes the point that this is an either-or proposition. We must make a choice. We cannot serve both God and money. Jesus follows with, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? I want you to consider Jesus' first-century audience for this statement. Food had to be procured and prepared each and every day. In my Western world, where food is readily available in a grocery store or even by delivery, food is pretty much a given. Relatively few go to bed hungry. But, Jesus says, our lives are more than food and clothing. Jehovah God knows that we need these things to survive. Look at the birds. They don't plant, they don't harvest, and they don't store away food in barns, but they have food to eat because our Father knows that they need it. Aren't we more valuable than they? Worrying about our food doesn't deliver it to us. And look at the flowers in the field. They're beautiful, but they don't work to make their clothing. If the Father cares for these flowers, which are just temporary, then he'll care for us. Why do you have so little faith, he asks. He closes with these words. So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These are the things that people who don't believe in Jehovah God worry about. But he knows that you need these things. So, he says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Jesus is saying that when we commit our lives totally to him, when our hearts are totally his, as he has described in the previous teachings, then our Father will see to our needs for food and clothing. We don't need to be concerned about these necessities. 
In the message, Eugene Peterson paraphrases this last teaching like this. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Then he closes this segment with these words. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Again, those who are followers of Jesus and his Father, our Father, need not be concerned about tomorrow. Focus on today and his kingdom. It takes a lot of focus to get to another planet, and for this episode of Jesus Stories, narration by George.com has selected a science fiction thriller novel for your listening enjoyment. Second Earth M104 tells the story of a group of scientists and military personnel headed to a planet whose inhabitants are set on destroying the Earth. Their goal is to stop this destruction. Can they do it? Take a listen. It's Second Earth M104 from narrationbygeorge.com or click the link in the show notes. Jesus moves on to tackle some very tough teaching. This teaching is probably one of the most quoted scriptures in all the Bible. However, that quotation is usually taken out of the context in which Jesus was teaching, and it's usually used in a defensive manner. Sometimes someone who is accused of something may respond with, don't judge. Again, this is pulled out of the context in which Jesus made this statement. Let's get the whole context, the whole teaching. Here are his words. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Do you see the triplet there? Don't judge, don't condemn, do forgive. And the result is a similar triplet. We will not be judged, condemnation will not come back against us, forgiveness will be ours. Jesus goes on to say that what you give out, judgment and condemnation versus mercy and forgiveness, comes back to you. The message paraphrases this teaching this way. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life. You'll find life given back, but not merely given back. Given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. And I love the next illustrations Jesus uses. They're downright funny, but they make the point. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, hey buddy, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye, when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Can you see the two blind people trying to find their way around? And can you see someone with a log in their eye, and they're trying to remove a speck from someone else's eye? What's Jesus trying to say? Jesus is telling us that two people who are in the same situation at the same time, blind leading the blind, will not find their way out of that situation. The person who has something seriously wrong in his life, a log in his eye, cannot guide the person with a speck in his eye. Jesus calls such a person a hypocrite. 
The man with the log in his eye must remove that log before he can help the other person with a speck in his eye. Then Jesus says, Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. That may be a statement that you've heard before, one of those nuggets of wisdom that come out from time to time. But what is Jesus really trying to tell us? If you are a follower of Jesus, one of the precious responsibilities we are charged with is to share the story of Jesus with other people. However, not everyone is ready to hear this story. So, Jesus is telling his followers not to push the story on people who are not willing to hear. If you do, it will backfire on you. It requires discernment or judgment to understand when to tell the story of Jesus and whom to tell it to. Such discernment can only come from Jehovah God. So Jesus continues with his statement, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Then he uses this illustration. If you're a parent and your child asks for bread, would you give him a stone? Or if they ask for a fish, would you give them a snake? Of course not. So if we sinful people know how to satisfy our children, he continues, how much better does the Heavenly Father know how to give good gifts to his children, his followers? Remember, this idea of Jehovah God as Father is a relatively new idea to Jesus' first century listeners, so this teaching might have been a little confusing for them. Jesus then reiterates a teaching which we have heard before. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. In other words, we hear the golden rule again as a summary of how we should treat other people. We'll conclude our look at the Sermon on the Mount after hearing from our sponsor, Narration by George. For each of the episodes of Jesus Stories, narrationbygeorge.com features an audiobook for your consideration. So uh, this next one's science fiction. Do you like science fiction? How about sci-fi with some adventure, like a war in it? Or how about some sci-fi with some technical in there, thrown in for good measure? You'll find it all in Second Earth M104. A group of scientists and military personnel are headed to a planet to stop their inhabitants from their mission to destroy Earth. Can they make this happen against a much more advanced foe? You'll find Second Earth M104 at narrationbygeorge.com slash books. That's narrationbygeorge.com slash books or click the link in the show notes. Now, like any good preacher, Jesus issues an invitation. What's an invitation? It's the preacher's way of asking you to make a choice, take action on what's been presented. In this invitation, Jesus outlines choices for his listeners to make, and for each choice, he shows the results. The first choice asks, which road will we take? 
You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate, he says. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gate to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. In other words, there are two roads. One leads through a narrow gate into the kingdom of God. It's a difficult road that only a few find, but it is the road to life. The other road leads through a wide gate. Many will go through that gate and find total destruction. The second is a teacher choice. In other words, to whom are you listening? He starts this choice out by saying, Beware of false prophets. These false prophets are disguised like sheep, but underneath they are wolves covered in sheep's wool. Check out the way they act. They will act like wolves, not sheep. Then he says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Remember, the main point of Jesus' teaching in this Sermon on the Mount is that it's all about the heart. Out of the hearts come the actions and the words which show who we really are. Then he gives this warning. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Some will say, Lord, didn't we do all this great stuff in your name? We prophesied, we cast out demons, we did miracles. But Jesus says that he will say, I don't know you. Go away. And the final choice he outlines is for what foundation we build our lives on. What are we building our life upon? If you follow the teachings of Jesus, build your life on them. Then you are like a person who builds his house upon a solid rock. When the rain and the winds come and the floodwaters rise, the house stands. In other words, when life happens, you won't collapse. But if you ignore the teachings of Jesus, then you're like the person who built his house on sand. Rain and wind and flood caused the house to collapse because of the shifting sand. When life happens without a Jesus foundation you collapse. Then Matthew concludes his record of the sermon with these words. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. Now, why would this be the case? The teachers that this crowd had heard before, the Pharisees mainly, would quote authorities such as other rabbis and experts. Jesus spoke without these quotations. As the Son of God, he is the authority. So that's the time for our episode this week. In two weeks, we'll continue to see Jesus in action, healing, teaching, dealing with the questions of his cousin John, and even more. So I invite you to join me in two weeks for the next Jesus Stories. Remember, Jesus Stories are available on your favorite podcast player. That includes Apple, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Pandora, Spotify, and even more. But after you've listened to Jesus Stories, posting a rating on Apple will help other people to find us. Would you do that for us, please? And don't forget, we're also on your favorite social media sites, too. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even on YouTube. 
If you'll check the website, jesusstories.info, for the links to these services, that's the easiest way to find them. They're also on the show notes. Jesusstories.info is the website. And don't forget our featured audiobook for this episode, Second Earth M104. You'll find a link in the show notes for that as well. So I have another question for you. Yeah, I'm always full of questions. Have you wanted to share this podcast with others? Of course, sharing on social media is easy. We make that easier with the links from Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, etc. But what about when you're in a one-on-one conversation with someone, a friend, or even just an acquaintance, or maybe the waitress or the checkout uh, person at a, at a restaurant? Let me share, you what, share with you what I do. I carry a business card with Jesus Stories information on it, inviting my contact to listen to the podcast. I will ask if they listen to podcasts. Most people, not everybody, but most people will say, yeah. I will then ask them to check out the Jesus Story podcast by handing them one of these business cards. Now, you can do the same thing. I put a template for this business card on my website, jesusstories.info. If you click on sharing this podcast, that tab, for that template, then you can download the template and use it to print up your own business card to share with other people. I invite you to try that out as a sharing technique. And I invite you to join me in two weeks for the next episode of Jesus Stories. See you then. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.